Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. Thanks for joining me today at December 11th for Pure Mind Magic and the Advent Calendar, the only Advent Calendar that has no calories but only makes you smarter. Today on the show is Robert Jean Smith and we are talking about EFT. For those of you who don't know, that is the emotional freedom technique. And Robert worked on the process and made it even faster, why his method is called Faster EFT. It is a method of tapping, meaning you release all negative emotions that are trapped in your body preventing you from going where you really want to go. And Robert helps you with tapping and saying specific words while you are tapping to release all these emotions. And he will explain exactly how everything works and comes together, how his sessions and seminars works. He is working with people all around the world. At the moment, he is in Greece. And I'm sure you will take a lot from this episode. And it's really a highly effective technique that works in every area in your life, whether it's business, private, losing weight, changing habits, or just getting rid of things from your past that are holding you back. So stay with me with this interview and Robert Jean Smith. So let's talk about today's gift tip. Christmas is coming closer and closer. And I have another technical gadget for you that I would recommend today. And that is the Amazon Fire TV stick. So with that, you can access directly everything that is on Prime television, makes it really easy to navigate through everything in your profile and just enjoy watching movies and your favorite series. So there's a special offer at the moment for Christmas and I will put a link in the show notes where you can get directly the Fire TV stick from Amazon delivered to your home in time to enjoy an entertaining Christmas with your family, with all the great Christmas movies and seeing some snow, at least in the movies, depending on where you are. I don't think we will have snow in Germany over Christmas, so a long time ago, but at the moment we do have a little bit of snow here in Munich. So there is this Christmas feeling. 
So, I hope everyone is prepared to dive into today's interview, get ready to learn some amazing new things. And here is from you, Robert Jean Smith. Robert, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. I'm so happy that you came to the show because there is so much to talk about. But before we jump directly into the interview, I want to ask you if you can share a unique secret about you with us. A unique secret about me? What is so unique about Robert? Hmm. I, if I would say anything about Robert, I'm just like a 17-year-old kid that never grew up. And I... Um, I have this inquisitive nature to say, how does this work and how can I make it work somewhere else and why does it work and let's see if we can have fun playing with it. That's pretty much about me. It's like I'm a big kid that never grew up, you know, and I love uh, I love to see how I can make a change and I consider myself an artist, you know, when I have people I meet with, I just see how I can create a new picture in their life, a new future. So that's kind of like... The me in a nutshell, basically. Fantastic. That is really a great mindset, I would say. And Robert, we will talk today about how you really can change your life by changing the things in your mind, getting rid of blocking beliefs and really creating, designing the life you want. Uh -huh. Before we start with all the questions, can you give us a quick overview of who you are and what you are doing? Uh, you know, of course, my name is Robert Smith and uh, Robert Jean, actually, Robert Jean Smith. And um, I have created a process, a system that, that actually does work. You know, that's one thing they always say, well, at least it works. And that is how to change your mind and how to change your life. People have used my system uh, successfully over and over again. All types of people use it to eliminate pains from their bodies, uh, major illnesses. They've learned how to knock strokes off a golf game. They have freed themselves from addictions. They have changed their life in such a way that they don't even recognize the new self. They can look back and things have changed. And all they did something as very simple as just do as I instruct. And that is figure out how to change what you do to yourself within yourself all by yourself. And so, uh, you know, I've been doing this work for my self-discovery, you know, because, you know, if I talk about myself personally, I was, you know, I was, my mother was 14. When she got pregnant, she ran away from home. I was born uh, to a 15-year-old mother. I'm the oldest of six. I've had some pretty rough, rough life. Um, we were, we were just poor. We were just poor white trash basically. And, um, my passion was to kind of help solve the demons in my own personal head. You know, at 15, I moved out of the house and moved in with my grandmother. And that's when my journey actually started. So I started trying to find ways to solve my problem. And of course I found hypnosis when I was about 15. Uh, I found a book by, I was, you know, I was 15, you know, like girls and all this stuff. And I discovered the erogenosomes and I went to a library and I bought a book. I thought it was erogenosomes. It had to be Wayne Dyer's Erroneosomes. And I read the book and it actually helped shift in my perception about myself and the world. And from that point forward, I've had this passion to, you know, to quiet my own head. And, uh, you know, I got married when I was like... I was 22 and I got married, you know, before we got married, she said she was abused by her father. 
And of course, at 22, I had my own abuse. I couldn't know how to deal with her. So we just tuck it away. And then later on in the marriage, it's really started to escalate. And I said, you know what it is? It's that stuff, you know, that stuff. So we started finding therapies. And so we found this guy who did like guided imagery, a style of hypnosis. And it really was helping her. And I started studying everything I could find about you know, trauma, abuse, etc. And then I started trying to grab anything, find anything, and I created what I now call faster EFT, which is a different mindset than EFT. And now the newest system is Yataptics, a professional training system for those who really want to help people. And that's pretty much the smallest compressed lifestyle, the thing where I how I got here. Wow, that sounds really amazing what you have done there. But I think for the listeners, we have to break it down because that was a lot of information already. So uh -huh. let's basically start with what is EFT and what are energy meridians in our body? Okay, well, so we start out with EFT. EFT, I found EFT in 1999. It was created by Gary Craig, who basically borrowed some of the information from TFT, Thought Field Therapy, Roger Callahan. Now, EFT is an energy-based system, which basically causes all problems is a disruption in your energy system. Um, and, of course, uh, the difference between faster EFT and EFT is it splits hairs right here. Uh, faster EFT says the cause of all problems is birth. You're born. Had you not been born, you'd have no problems. And... My mindset is built on the idea that we are successful. We are successfully not making money. We're successfully not doing what we want to do. We're successfully ill. We're successfully having all these problems built on the great mind system, which basically my system says the reason why you have problems is because you're very good at it. And so we step inside the mental mechanics of the mind. Now, EFT is built on energy. Energy, the cause of all problems is energy, blocked energy. And, of course, they're using meridian tapping, tapping on meridians, and thinking they're going to unblock the energy. Well, the truth is there's been some research that Carl Dawson Church had done, and they did a, a scientific research, had four groups of people. One group, they tapped on meridians. One group, they tapped on no meridians. And the third group, they tapped on a teddy bear. And the fourth group, they tapped on nothing, no tapping. The interesting thing is the first three groups all got changes, which one of them tapped on meridians, one of them did not, one of them tapped on a teddy bear. So why is it that the changes occurred without tapping on meridians? And the real thing is, and the real reason why it works is something they don't understand, which I do understand. And that is the power of the mind and the understanding that the mind has this great ability to not only naturally update itself with new information, and science is definitely clearly showing us now, is, is that the real cause of all of our problems is memory, how you hold memory. And knowing how to change memory, you actually change your entire life. Because again, if with my system was built on the model of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which basically means that inside your mind, your mind captures, organizes, and rip, replicates whatever it is that you have personally witnessed, seen, heard, or experienced. Which, there's a big difference in EFT and faster EFT. Faster EFT is a mind system. It's basically how your mind works. Basically, it's the law of attraction machine. Because your brain always reuses and replicates what it has captured. 
the good, the bad, and the ugly. So what we do is we go in and we rewrite the story. Rewriting the story is very simple because whenever you have a problem, you basically are having a problem from internally and it's built from your past experiences, known and unknown. And you start to go in what we call an autonomic trance or a hypnotic state. Now, when you go into this state, you don't even know why you do it. It's because the smartest part about you, which is the unconscious, we call the unconscious, the intelligent idiot. It doesn't really know uh, if this trance is bad or good. So when you're having a panic attack, the unconscious idiot says, hey, we know this is best for you to keep you safe. And pain is also a warning sign. They were trying to keep you safe. So we have to go educate or work with the smartest part about ourselves, which is the unconscious, the intelligent idiot. We have a prefrontal cortex, which is supposed to be the smartest part about us. But if we don't know how our inner self works, we could really jack up ourselves by escalating and creating bigger problems with what we've already held within ourselves. So the EFT model and faster T model. The EFT says it's it's energy, blocked energy. We tap on energy meridians and we're going to unblock your energy. Faster T says it is a skill. You are successfully replicating from what you've captured and your brain will continue to build your life based on that stuff. What you witness, what you heard, what you experience, and we work in the mechanics of the mind, which is how the mind holds memory, five basic ways. And we rewrite those styles. All of a sudden, the you, the, un- the conscious part, will naturally respond differently and not even know why, because the data, the memories, the experiences in the unconscious has been adjusted. Therefore, you're acting differently and doing things differently without even a battle. So that's the difference between the two. Wow, that is so interesting, Robert. And I think we can compare it in our mind with a computer and having mm-hmm. software there. So, and of course, software needs updates because things change. And I, I mm-hmm. guess it's kind of the same when we learn new things to create yep. new experiences. Mm-hmm. So, Robert, maybe. Can you tell us a story from someone who helped that the listeners can relate more to it or understand what it does? Mm-hmm. Well, I can give you a good, just an example, just to clarify what you said. You know, you talked about the our brain is like a computer, and and the truth is, the computers are created from our brains. So there is a similarity, but there's a major difference between a computer and our brain software. Uh, you and I, we're, we're both cave man and cave woman, and, when, and we decide to go to our favorite water hole. And we love this water hole. Matter of fact, we swim there, we catch fish, and there's berries over to the side. And we just love this. So we lay in bed at night, and we talk about, hey, you know, this is a great water hole. You remember the berries? And it had such a good memory. So we have this memory of this water hole. All right? And we tell all of our friends, this great place, great place, great swimming, great fish, great fun. We have this wonderful memory. Now, if you take a computer, you know, you type it in, all the information, and you've got the, the data. Every time you pull the data up, it's right there. So it's the same. But our brains are a little bit different. Our brain has a natural updating system. Because so here it is. We take our friends. We go to this great water hole, and we start to have fun. But something bad really happens. Something bad, like a shark or an animal comes and eats somebody, or, or a tribe comes and tries to kill us, you know. And then people are hurt. And then when we leave, we've got new data that's installed about the memory. Now, when we talk about the water hole, we have what you call not, not so good of a, a reference. 
We don't tell our friends about how wonderful it is. Actually, we're afraid to go to this water hole. We're going to try to find another one. So the memory has now been updated. Now, here's the bizarre thing is I'm telling my friend who has a wonderful experience about this water hole, and I tell him what happened. So I give him my story, and I tell and embellish, and I have lots of emotions. Their memory has now changed because now I've given them the emotions, feelings, and they start to update their memory without even knowing that it was true or not true, and it could be a total different water hole. Now they have a fear of going to water holes. Because, see, our brains have this natural ability. When it, we, we pull memory up, when you recall a memory, the intention, the emotions, the feelings, and the reason why you recall a memory will actually update the memory you pull up, you recall. So now, as our brains pull up the memory, the emotions and feelings we have before we even go to the memory will automatically adjust the memory. That's the difference between a computer and a brain because the intentions to look at a memory will adjust the memory unconsciously. So now memories are always updated. There never was meant to be what you call a permanent record because it can't be permanent because the brain is a living machine. It, it, you updated it, the emotions and feelings you do to address a memory will be updated. So memories are always changing based on the intention to visit the memory, the emotions when you visit the memory, and and it will be adjusted accordingly. So that's the interesting about memory. But so we talk about someone who had a an experience, you know, because I, I work with lots of people, whether with business experience experiences or trauma experiences, like major traumas, physical traumas, etc. Um, <clears throat> a perfect story would be uh, this. I, th I think his name is Paul. Paul. He came to see me. Now Paul had um, thirteen angiograms, which they went through a vein in his leg. And uh, he has permanent nerve damage and he has, you know, has to have a, a, a patch on his hip, a morphine patch to deal with the pain. Now, he came to my seminars and he heard what I had to say and he said, this guy makes sense, you know. And so he comes to see me. And so I start working with him and I said, hey, Paul, you know, what's the problem? He says, well, you know, I've got this pain. I've had it for 10, 15 years. The doctor says there's nothing they can do about it. And I said, well, what's going on in your life? When did, when did all this happen? Again, you're understanding how, you know, neurons that fire together, wire together. So here it is. Paul was going through some big stuff. He was divorcing his wife and he hated her and he was angry and he was pissed off and he had these problems, you know, physical problems. And by the way, this is how physical problems are occur. Emotions affect the body. So now he goes to the doctor, 30 angiograms, he's smoking heavily. And so I go and I started changing these memories, changing the anger that he hates his wife and how he hates the doctor and he hates how his whole world is and he's so angry and all the angers and all this stuff. Now within, this is a single two-hour session, single two-hour session. And when I got done with Paul, the pain in his, his, his it was gone. And he could talk about his wife and it was like, that's no big deal. You know, he has love for her, actually. Instead of hating her, he loved her. And he was very thankful for the experience. And so he walks out without pain. Now, three weeks later, he comes back. He gives me this stack of papers. The doctor says, I'm supposed to have pain here. I don't have any pain. And it's because how the mind will not only capture pain and memories, and it will affect the body because it's basically stress and emotions. And this is the natural mechanics of the brain. And so, you know, we talk about what I call it brain pain. Basically, you know, the guy who came to see me, and he was taking, uh, he went to the doctor, he had his arm amputated because he was, he was in the military and, and the arm was still hurting that wasn't there. He had this horrible pain in his arm and the doctor is getting medication to deal with the pain of, for the arm that hurts that isn't there. And we call it brain pain. So I, he came in, I worked with him 20 minutes. 
And all of a sudden, the pain in the arm that isn't there is gone. Because again, the brain captures pain, reuses pain, and it can relocate the pain anywhere it wants. So these are a couple of, there's hundreds of stories, thousands of stories. And, you know, of course, I have videos on YouTube. I got a massive amount of major, major emotional issues, physical issues, you name it, every avenue, because we're just dealing with the mental mechanics of the mind. Yeah, that's it. And I think that was a really good example of how it works. And I think, Robert, there are so many mind techniques out there, like you can do uh, vision boards, affirmations, writing mm -hmm. down your goals, uh, mm -hmm. journaling. And the interesting thing is a lot of people manage to attract those things and make it happen, but then they have find ways to sabotage themselves Absolutely. and uh, break it all down again. So. What would you say, where can Faster EFT help here to really mm -hmm. keep the results you create? Yeah, so, so, there's, so there's two parts of us. And as I mentioned earlier, there's a part of us consciously, you've listened to me and you say, God, this guy really is good. I got, I want to do a vision board. Hey, I want to do the affirmations. Now that's the conscious part, all right? The conscious part, you know, it's, it's somewhat smart. It's, it's smarter when it knows how the unconscious part works. So we got the conscious part. Hey, I want to be successful. I want to make more money. I want to do this. I want to do that. And that's very novel. It's a very good idea. But here it is. You got the other part of you. And that's the deepest part. That's the smartest part about you. It's the one that knows how to, to, to miss the car as it moves in front of you. It knows how to drive the car while you eat your sandwich, put your makeup on, and still arrive at work and not even knowing how you got there. So this part of us is the part that says we have our values, we have our family, we have all these horrible, unpleasant experiences, and we're going to use these to keep you safe. So here it is. Consciously, you want to make more money, but unconsciously, it says if you make more money, you're going to be you're going to be beaten. You're going to make more money. People won't like you. Uh, if you make more money, you're going to hurt your brother's feelings, and you got a whipping last time. You try to be better than him. So all these memories in the unconscious level even way beyond conscious awareness, you don't even know they're there, your unconscious will say, no, it's not safe and we're not going to let you do it because we're trying to keep you in alignment with the family because we're going to make you a survivor because you've got to survive the environment and the environment which you came from lays a programming and how you can be. But if you're a very, very smart person, you'll learn how to drive the unconscious. You learn how to adjust the unconscious. You learn how to change the memories and turn the memories into something you'd rather have. Here's the problem, though. If we say, let's go change the memory where you were beaten or abused or something bad happens, you go, no. If you change those memories, who will I be? And I would personally say, better off. Because, see, people don't understand that memories, if you really think about memories, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, an equation on the chalkboard. It's just an equation on a chalkboard. Now, the problem is everything you look inside your head, you believe every equation that's inside your head to be true. But it's just an equation on the chalkboard. And the equation, the memory in which you hold, is only an unconscious instruction on how to act and perform. So that means if you have mom and dad fighting, arguing over money, this is an equation on the chalkboard telling you that you're supposed to argue over money. And you are the dad and you are the mom. So you have, you're the all players in your mind. This is just a merely a program. Now, the reason why we don't want to change it is because you love dad, you love mom, and you want to stay a good family member. So when you realize that you can go in and you can change every person, every character, every action, and when you actually change the memory, you don't change what really happened because you can't change something that doesn't exist anymore. It happened a long time ago. It's gone. But you're only changing what you're going to do to yourself in your future. 
So, I, you know, I deal with major traumas, physical, emotional, sexual abuse, you name it all. And every person in our memory is ourself. That means you are everything inside your head. Matter of fact, you're full of yourself. There's nobody else in there. Every person is you. So when you understand that, in order to make it work better, do it the easy way. Change the resistance. Change the fears. But if you don't know how to change the fears, you're going to try to do it the hard way. And here's the weird thing is, you have done your vision board. You did your affirmations. You're working really hard. And this guy who calls me, and he comes to see me, and I know him personally, and I, I walk to the, the foyer, and I bring him out. I say, what's wrong with you? You know, he comes in, and he's depressed. And I hear this. This guy, he, he is a multimillionaire. He is a successful. He has a penthouse. He has a great family. He has everything you'd ever think that would be successful. I say, what's wrong with you? He says, I'm a nobody. I said, how, how, well, how do you know you're a nobody? Have you ever been a nobody? And he goes back to a childhood memory because they were a poor white trash too. And they were the, they were the, 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 the joke of the, of the town. And, you know, they said he was a nobody. And he was going to prove them wrong. I'm going to be somebody. But he worked so hard to prove that he was somebody. But the nobody was driving the bus. No matter how hard he is trying to be somebody, the nobody was still there. And once I went to this memory, and the memory and the references and the emotions that drove him to be somebody actually kept nobody there. And once I changed this memory, everything changed. Because he had a noose. He had a rope hanging in his garage, ready to kill himself. He said, my family would be better off without me. So once we went in, and then all of a sudden, his life began to not only turn 180, but it just blossomed way beyond that because he realized it wasn't what he had that made him happy. It was who he was inside of himself that made him happy. Because, you know, there's another guy, same, I think it's the same freaking week, the same guy comes in, he's a, he's a professor, has three PhDs, and he's sitting in my office, he's sitting on the couch, I said, what's wrong with you? He goes, and he starts to cry, he said, I feel like a stupid idiot. I said, how do you know? And he goes back to a childhood memory in second grade when his teacher says, you're stupid, you're just like your brothers, you'll never amount to anything. And from that moment forward, he's going to prove her wrong. But he was still an idiot at 60-something years old with three PhDs and two masters. So that the key to really being somebody is being somebody inside first. Change the unpleasantry and take those memories and rewrite your story, rewrite your life. That is really astonishing, Robert. And I think it is really like that, what a lot of books also say, that you first have to become from the inside out what you would like to have and to be uh -huh. to be able to attract it. Because a lot of people are running around and trying to change the outside reality, but it doesn't uh -huh. work this way. So you have to start from the inside. And of course, when you change, everything around you will change and fall into place. Yeah. So, Robert, let's talk a little bit about mindset and money, because there are so many people struggling with money. And we know money is also an energy. And very often it has the roots in the in the childhood when something happened around money. And I think money is also mm -hmm. an issue in relationships. So people fight over it. And yeah, a lot of people are losing it, chasing it. What would you say are the best ways to approach that differently and change your mindset around mm -hmm. money and develop a healthy relationship with it? 
Well, money is an interesting concept. You know, what is money really? You know, um, you know, money doesn't have a flavor, doesn't have a taste. Money does nothing but lays there. Why is it you have this issue with money? The truth is money becomes a metaphoric expression of your unconscious. Money represents your father. It could represent your mother. It could represent a relationship. It could represent God. It could represent your, your ability to be smart or not so smart. So uh, having or not having is based on either love or not love. Or it's everyone's different, and and then the model of thinking when it comes to money evolves around a relationship or relationships, because it it does become a metaphoric expression of your personal value. It represents your you know your God or no God. It represents love or no love. It represents um, whether you're smart or not so smart. So the key about money is if you really want to have money, because money is not that important. But what is more important is your ability to express yourself, the ability to to be whole and complete, because money comes to you as, as an expression of your own inner self and resources. And if money becomes a problem, the problem really isn't the money. It's about your self-value. And so knowing how to change your self-value goes back to your references and proofs. Um, so. Uh, how do you change it? So everyone's uniquely different. We got 10 people here that all have money problems and we listen to their money problems. They're totally different. And it's even though it looks like, it just looks like money. Of course, you're probably from the UK, aren't you? And I'm from America and our money looks different. And yet we still have the same basic problem. And so what I would do is I'd say, well, how do you know you have a money problem? Where does it start? What does it mean? How does it represent? And, you know, a lot of people think money is important. It really isn't important. What's important is your ability to be happy and to manifest and create the life you want from inside yourself. So one of the things is, is we just look at what your values are. Um, what does money mean? You know, when you look at your bank accounts, money represents a lot of things. When you see it in your hand, what's your emotional response? When you look at your bank account, what is your response? When you buy something, what's your emotional response? When you look at where you live, what's your emotional response? When your bills come in, what is your emotional response? When you go to work, how do you feel about work? This is also another response to how you have money. Money has nothing to do with money. It has to do with your ability to create, your ability to express yourself your ability to give and receive, your ability to help people. People who have lots of money have developed the ability to help a lot of people. So the question is, how are you helping people and how are you getting paid for your great service? Because it is in the service that you get paid for. It is your ability to create something that you get paid for. Now, the reason why you're not going to ask for the raise is because you have a feeling inside. The reason why you're not going to create something because you have something that holds you back inside yourself about yourself. So again, you know, there's the, my, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to brag about my system. My system is a system that actually goes in and actually really changes it. Cause I've tried, I don't know about you. I've tried everything. You name it. I've tried everything. You'd be, I did their energy stuff. I did this. I did this. I tried the affirmations. The shit didn't work. Why didn't it work? And then once I discovered what's actually happening inside the mind, what am I doing to me within me? What are my responses? And all of a sudden, I'm living a life that I could never in a million years ever believe that I could ever have. Never. I travel around the world. I'm currently in Greece. I travel and I help people. I have fans and people who love me, people who appreciate me. And it's not because of anything except one thing, is I did one thing that worked. And I do it consistently every day. I'm bothered. I'm upset. Something affects me. And I stop. I own it. I feel it. And I change it. I use a tapping process. I use lots of other things. 
because I know how to rewrite my brain. And so if you want money, why do you want money? What is it that drives you? Is you trying to prove something? Are you trying to receive something? Is it love? Is it power? What is it that drives you? Release the emotional intensity and then create, express, be, share. Because the guy who came to see me, he was, he was, he was a, a insurance salesman. You know, he comes in and he's, and, you know, he's not. I'm expensive for Oklahoma standards for sure. And uh, so he comes in and he I said, what's the problem? He goes, well, you know. I don't understand it. All these other guys, I got just as much education. I'm just as smart as they are, and I'm not a part of the good group. And my sales suck. And I said, "Well, okay. Have you ever had, you know, bad experiences and childhood experiences or anything that that prove that you are not very smart?" So we go change these, and we did all this stuff. And so in my office, he's an insurance salesman. So he goes in, you know, he has this big contract, and I said, "He's got." I said, "You got a thousand or a hundred thousand dollar contract." What happens when you have this contract? He is scared and all these emotions because he's breaking his unconscious family rules. And by the time we're done, he's, he's signing $10 million insurance um, um, contracts, which he's never done. But in my mind, we in his mind, we go and release all trauma, all fears, all anxiety. And so six months later, he comes back, and here he is. He's a top salesman. He's in the top group, and his life is wonderful. And it's all because we went to his fears that kept him from moving forward. But then he said, hey, I've got another problem. I said, what is it? I need to work on my, on my relationship with my wife. So then we start moving to another area because all these are expressions of your unconsciousness. Because when you have a problem with your body, you're ill, that's a metaphoric expression of your brain. When you have problems with your, with your partners, it's the same thing. When you have problems with money, it's the same thing. It's all about your self-power. And your brain will use its resources to manifest the same problem everywhere you go. So if you want more money, the key is, is change what it is about the money that you have a problem with the money, which is about your value system. Some people say, you know, you just don't want to make too much money. You know, you don't want to be greedy. You don't want to hurt God's feelings for making too much money. You don't want to hurt your parents' feelings. Or by matter of fact, you're not smart enough to have the money because you should spend it as quick as you get it. Or what is it that's holding you back? Well, if I make more money, then I'll have to stand in front of more people. So I'd rather not make so much money. It's safer. So there's all kinds of weirdness to money. Yeah, that, that is really good advice around it and makes a lot of things clear, I think. Uh, Robert, there's a thing, what I heard from a lot of people over and over, that when they spend money, they are afraid to let go because they are afraid that it won't come back. And I think this is also a fear that affects other areas in our lives mm -hmm. to let things go or being afraid of letting things go. What would you say about that? Again, a driving force behind it is fear. So the first thing you do is you change the fear. Address the fear. And again, here, here's the weird thing about fears. <clears throat> the fear is, is designed to keep you safe. That means you keep the fear of, of the problem is spending money and you won't have any money. So what's driving you? The fear that you're not having money. So inside your head, you have, I have no money and I'm going to lose everything. Which, by the way, is an affirmation. It's keeping you locked in not having it. So, so, this, so I'll, I'll stop here for a second. I'll move to a different style of fear. I have a, you're seven years old. You walk down the street, a dog bites you on the leg and you had to drive, you had to walk down the street every day for school. So day two, you still have to go to school. Well, you have this anxiety, you have this fear. You're going to have to walk down the same road and maybe the dog will get you. So in your mind, you're still being bitten by the dog. You're scared. All right. Day three, Now, now you're 60 years old and you're still walking down the street. You're still being bitten by the dog and still afraid. 
So the key really is, is to release the fear. And by the way, once you release the fear, you keep the wisdom, but you also can now create something bigger. Because see, if you keep playing in your mind, you're not, you're not going to have, you're not going to have, you're not going to have. Those are affirmations. You're visually creating the affirmations as you're not going to have and you're being driven. But see, when you release the fear and you change the fear, I'm buying because I'm going to get something bigger and your visualization is manifestation, then you'll naturally get more. But if you, if, it's like if you, if you keep looking for what's wrong, you're going to get more wrong. If you keep looking for what's right, you get more right. But you've got to make sure that you're in what we call balance. You, you release the negativity, change the negative memories into positive, and then you take the wisdom of the negativity and you just be smarter and invest it and get bigger, better. Very helpful. I think it's really about changing this perspective. And we know where we put our attention is where we put our energy and we get more uh -huh. of this. And of course, uh -huh. as magicians, we distract people and we lead their focus. But it is really like this famous example when people are driving and telling themselves, don't uh, hit the tree, don't hit the tree. And of, of course, this is the information too. And this is where uh -huh. the focus is. Uh -huh. And I think it's that. And Robert, uh -huh. On this interview, I heard from you on another podcast, you said something very interesting also around this money thing, because you said when someone wants to become a millionaire and isn't already, what are they doing to not become a millionaire? Can you explain that a little bit? Mm -hmm. How do you become not a millionaire? Well, in order to be not a millionaire, you got to have non-millionaire references and proofs. And so um, I'm not exactly for sure what, what it is that you heard that I said, but the point is, if you want to be a millionaire, you must be a millionaire. You live and act and your whole essence, your whole value system inside yourself is a millionaire. Because there are some people who come from one country who's very wealthy and they leave with nothing but the clothes on their back. And when they get to the other country, within five years, they're back wealthy again. And we take the person who's, who won the lottery and they got a 10 million or however millions of dollars. And it doesn't take, and it's even shown that it's seven to ten years are completely broke again. So, so in order to be a millionaire, you got you have to be in alignment with being a millionaire. And the millionaire, the the the, the great ability to produce and to manifest is built from your own internal references and your proofs that you use within yourself. Now, when they say proof, you say mindset. Now, the key about mindset is about what you practice, what you visually hold in your mind. Now, when I say this, this is where the big resistance comes. When you have a memory of a bad money experience or a bad experience, and you want to keep that memory because you think if you keep it, it's going to keep it from happening again, this memory actually guarantees it happens again. When we say change the memory reference, turn it into what you'd rather have. Now, we're not saying create an alternative. We're saying change the actual memory in which your brain holds. Memories are not stuck, real and permanent. They're always adjusting. So change that memory. And when you change the memory, the millionaire, the great producer from within will produce without you actually trying too hard. You're just being your creative self. That is amazing. That is really like creating magic. So, Robert, for the listeners, what would you say would be the best first steps to practice faster EFT yourself, get results and convince yourself that it is really working? Well, it's easy for this system of mine to really work for you. All you have to do is do it, follow along, know how to do it. 
Uh, I have an online training course. You can change yourself. And it's about how do your brain works, how you actually can go in and start re rewriting your life, changing yourself. People will take the same course who free themselves from pains. People will take this course and they their life and relationships will improve. Their, their health will improve. It's basically take the online course. You can change yourself. It's um, it's the best thing you can ever do. The best money you'll ever spend is in between your ears. It's about what you think and how you represent your world. I do have a free course online as well. It's a five-day, seven-day course. It introduces to you what I do and how I work. I have videos on YouTube. Um, the most important thing, as I said before, uh, my thinking is, is learn how to love you, like you, from inside you. Everything you hold within your mind is you. Every bad memory, every good memory. If you love you, like you from inside yourself, you change the bad memories, keep your temple clean, which by the way, your brain and your mind is a temple. What you hold inside your temple, you're gonna get more of. So make sure you clean out the temple, dust out the cobwebs. By the way, what you practice inside your own head, you're gonna to give to your children, your, your colleagues and your friends. So if you're negative inside, you're gonna give negativity. If you're loving inside yourself, you give loving outside. So this is the key. Learn how to be within yourself. Learn how to like yourself. If you could be trusted on a deserted island or in the bathroom or in the pits of hell and you're happy, you've got good company. That is so true. So I'm going to put the links for the online courses in the show notes to make it easy for the listeners to find it. And you also mentioned that you're doing live events at the moment, one that is mm -hmm. coming up in Greece. And luckily, there is also one in Germany you mentioned in November 2018. Now, can you mm -hmm. explain a little bit more around the event, what people can expect, what they learn and what is happening there? Okay, yes, of course, I'm right now currently in Greece, and this is, uh, I don't know what today's date is, what is the date, October the 4th, on the 6th and 7th, we have a two-day course, anybody come attend, it's uh, how to heal your body, basically how the brain will create illness in the body, uh, and then also I have one in, in um, Germany, it's going to be, a lot of the, uh, we can give links to the, to the, um, the seminar, and <laughs> I don't actually remember the dates, but um, we can put that there, but it's, it's a four-day seminar, and it's about how you can heal your body. It's about the, how the mind creates illness in the body and how once you change the memories, you can actually change your health. And, of course, you know, we talked about earlier in this, in this call about how your brain will, will capture things and express it in your body. So, yes, you, I have these two seminars. I do travel around the world. I'll be going to Australia this next next year, first part of the year. I have seminars here in Greece. I love to come to Greece because it's beautiful, warm, and sunny, and the sea's close, and the hotel's great, and the food's wonderful. So um, I will be back here in May in uh, 2019 doing level one and two. Uh, I have uh, Utaptics, you know, called Faster Tea. Faster Tea is for the common man. Utaptics is a professionally training system where we teach people how to work on other people. Uh, a lot of people take my system and just create amazing life changes for other people. So uh, I do a lot of training. That is really fantastic. And I think a lot of people, and as you mentioned before, uh, providing great service also will make you wealthy, of course. And uh, it also gives you a lot of other things when you are able to help people and, as I say, create magic for them. So... Robert, you also mentioned that you do like private sessions for people. How does that work? 
Well, you know, of course, I do travel a lot. So a lot of my private sessions are via Skype or Zoom. Um, you know, it's a two-hour session. I have, of course, you have to sign agreements and tell me what, exists, what it is that you want to accomplish. And, you know, one thing that I do, you can definitely see measurable changes every session. That doesn't mean if you come, if you weigh 500 pounds, you want to lose, you know, 340 pounds. You won't see it there, but you'll see memory changes, internal shifts and changes and you will get changes every session. I do a lot of amazing stuff that you would not believe if I told you. You know, you can go on YouTube. I got lots of videos there. You see big changes. So I do private sessions, and it's any area of your life. There's a lot of pains, traumas, addictions, fears, phobias, personal self-esteem issues. You any anything that you have a problem with, we can help adjust that. You know, especially disorders. You know, doctors give me a disorder. We know how to adjust disorders because disorders are not disorders. They're just coping skills in the mind. So um, it's um, I'm really good at what I do. You know, it's uh, we do create big changes, and you can follow along with some of the videos, and you can see some some your know, life will change. It's it's time. I don't know about you. I don't want to spend more time in therapy. I want to go out there and have fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's amazing. And I can't wait, wait to watch all the videos myself, what you explained. And obviously, Robert, it's really mind blowing what you have created for yourself and what you accomplished in your life and how many people you helped already with your faster EFT system and changing, going inside the mind and making these changes for them. But what would you say was your biggest struggle in your life so far that you overcame yourself? You know, uh, if I would say my biggest struggle was my, you know, because I was raised up, you know, I'm the oldest of six and And we were considered nothing. You know, you were hoodlums. You were you to be seen and not heard. And you are nobody. You know, you're basically nobody. And growing up in your life thinking that you're nobody. And, and once I discovered that as I changed memories and adjust self, I became someone. I became someone inside myself. And one of the biggest changes I made personally is I had this dark black stuff inside my heart. And I was so scared to even look at it. But I knew that if I jumped in the middle of it and I cleaned it up, things changed, and it did. I had tears flowing when I kept tapping and I cleaned this up. It set me free from the past that held me down. My value as a person, I love myself, I like myself, and I do good things for people. And it's because I enjoy doing good things. I do good things for myself. I honor myself. I protect myself. And what I give to myself, I give to other people. And I want people to learn to like themselves. Because, see, if you like yourself, life gets better. And I do like myself. Now, occasionally, I will be in a situation or relationship or something that I will allow myself to be affected. But I can learn. I tap and I clean it up and I move forward. I say, this is not what I want. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to do with my life. I tap out my fears, I address my fears, and I keep moving. So the biggest thing for me is I learn how to like me, learn how to protect me, learn how to do what's good for me. This is what I want, this is what I'm going to get, and I'm not going to stop until I get what I want. Makes so much sense. So as I expected, a lot of great wisdom today, and I thought you broke it really good down in all the pieces and what it is and the energy blocks and our beliefs and all the memories that are holding us back and where to go to change them. 
So, Robert, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Uh -huh. Great advice, something you picked up, what you think could really be of value and uh, uh -huh. make the life of the listeners more magical? Well, if I were to say anything, it's, it's my consistent theme, is that is, first of all, um, when you go inside yourself, inside your mind, inside your memories, if those memories are not pleasant change them as you continue changing the unpleasantries your fears your worries your past experiences change those memories because see um, if you learn like I said just a few moments ago if you learn to like you from inside you change those things that you do to you within you turn them into positive change every bad memory every bad experience because to love you to like you to be kind to you is to be kind from inside your own head change your own head and as you change your own head everything else starts to shift with you so you know the great gifts in the world for you to heal are relationships are things that you don't want to do things you don't want to look at make peace with those move through it and your life gets better that's the key so love yourself like yourself be kind to yourself within yourself and whatever you do inside yourself you're going to do to other people so that's my story that's the thing if i could say if you just do something as simple as that your life would be different Robert, thank you so much for being on Pure Mind Magic today, sharing your wisdom with us. And I would love to stay in contact with you and maybe I can make it to your seminar in November in Berlin and we can even meet in person. Sounds great. Look forward to seeing you. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to Pure Mind Magic and my interview with Robert Smith today. I hope you got some great insights into EFT and enjoyed the episode. If you did, please leave a short comment or rating for the show on iTunes, Stitcher or Podbean. Thank you for that. And remember, the gift tip of today is the Amazon Fire TV stick, so you can enjoy all the great entertainment at home and can grab one directly from the link below this episode. For tomorrow, I have prepared another midweek motivation for you. And the topic this week is why magicians have assistants. Maybe you're curious why that is the case and what you can learn from that for your own business and find out why magicians always have this beautiful assistance around them on stage. We will talk about that tomorrow. Until then, create some magic.